Hi, friends. Welcome to What's a Podcast Between Friends. I'm your host, Mary Liston. I am sitting here today thinking about how very cool it is to interview people about their friendships and not just any people, but people who I consider to be friends myself and people who I really respect and admire. And today, that is the case with the conversation that you are about to hear. I was able to interview two of my friends who have known me for a long time, Aaron and Faith, and we are going to get a chance to explore a lot of really interesting topics. We talk about friendship between people who have known each other for years and years. We talk about friendship and what it means when we are friends in conflict and how we can move through that conflict and come out the other side of it. We talk about friendship and close friendship as being almost like a family relationship. We also get to talk about the interesting ways that people try to put friendships in certain boxes. Uh, You'll hear more about what I mean by that in our conversation, I believe. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Aaron and Faith. Today, I am interviewing two people who I know very well. They unfortunately both had to meet me when I was in middle school, which... Is just a horrible time for everyone, but they stuck it out and have remained in my life ever since. They've been friends for, I guess, probably about that long. We can actually ask them in a moment. So please welcome Aaron and Faith. Hi, friends. Hello. I, as you could tell, don't know how long y'all have been friends for. Do you guys know how long you've been friends for? You're better with numbers than I am. I'm trying to mental math. (laughs) a long time probably like 15 years oh wow that's very exciting I think I was like 14 yeah 13 14 so like 15 16 years yeah wow very impressive and actually that works out well for us starting so my first question for y'all is can you tell us a little bit about your friendship give us the story of your friendship if you wouldn't mind go ahead because I stuck with this kind of stuff. I just know that we stuck it out for a long time. No, I think like my first memory was at youth group. I'm I'm pretty sure it was you. You like pulled me aside and you were just like, who do you like? Blah, 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 or my brother. And I think that's the first time we ever interacted (laughs) with each other. Memory? (laughs) Yeah, that's like (laughs) the longest memory that I have of us. But pretty much you just met at youth group. Okay, yeah. That's I mean, we did. Yeah, you can I just, share your side of it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, that's the thing is that I don't remember anything besides, you know, how middle school was and youth group, like crushes and whatever. To clarify, he does not mean that he had a crush on me. No, no. Had I had, yeah, obviously I had a girlfriend at the time. I just remember us just getting along, I guess. And then, uh, you know, obviously there was the thing with, you know, who do you like, whatever. But then that was middle school stuff. And then we started growing up and we just like stuck together. And I think it was, I think it just like evolved from there. Because then we were just like, you know, out of everyone that like we went to youth group with, uh, excluding Mary or her siblings, it's, you know, 
you guys went away to college. Faith, you were closest to me because you went to NIU. I even remember going out to you and hanging out with you. I think it was just a, a friendship that was, I don't know, meant to be, I guess. That's so sweet. Okay, so y'all met in youth group. And then as you guys grew up, you just kind of stayed in contact. You saw each other frequently. And Aaron, you were talking about the value of proximity. So you guys were close to each other, like, yeah. uh, spatially as well. So you were able to see each other a lot more, which is really great. What about this friendship besides proximity is something that like made it stick? I think we were trauma bonded. There we go. I was, was going to say the same thing. We could come to each other for, for, for issues. Yeah. Um, so advice and uh, stuff. Because uh, I'll just say it, we dated siblings. And so, and I think we both, ended our relationships around the same time too. So <laughs> shared trauma. But then also there's this one moment and I will never forget it because I, I think it has scarred me for life. When me and Aaron were poor, pulled into like a side room by our youth leaders. <laughs> um, they were just like, we need to know, are you guys dating each other? Because I think we went, did we go to the concert or like? We went to a concert that week or the night before. Either way, it was, yeah, very recently we went to a concert and obviously everyone saw. And yeah. But why was, why did they pull us into the room? That's the real question. I, if I remember the phrase correctly, it was my ex said, you know, I'm okay if she dates anybody else, but not my best friend. And I don't want my best friend to date her. So mm-hmm. very, you look back on it now and you're like, hmm, that's controlling. For context, uh, yeah, but... for context, Faith dated my best friend. Um, and yeah, I don't know, it's one of those things. It's a very weird group of friends because we <laughs> just, it's this circle of friends and, uh, you know, it's dangerous grounds when you date within the circle. But anyways. <laughs> so you don't date in the youth group. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that actually brings up a question that I know that you guys are so tired of getting, but... I think that it speaks to just like a general feeling about relationships between straight people of the opposite gender that like you guys must have feelings for each other. You must, you know, want to be dating each other, have dated each other or going to date each other in the future. What is your response to that? And what are your feelings about always kind of being pushed into each other as possible like oh you guys should just date it would be so wonderful how do you feel about that and how do how does that impact your relationship well I think also it kind of just goes back to the beginning of our friendship because you gave us a couple of these questions and I stopped and I thought about it too about how uh why I use the word trauma bond is I don't think people realize at the time when me and Aaron became really good friends is also when I lost my brother and so I think he filled a spot in my life that was all of a sudden missing. And so he's always been like a brother to me. There's never been feelings there. And I think it's hard for people to understand that. So that's kind of my general general response. Anytime somebody's like, oh, you guys are best friends. You should just date each other. You guys click. Other than me being like, he's not my type. <laughs> I say he's like my brother and he has always been that way. Aaron, do you have similar feelings about that yeah yeah definitely yeah just a bunch of people who who say the same thing to me what's the thing that they'll say um you know my wife was my best friend before i married her and it's like oh my gosh dude but um 
Faith and I also grew up together in in church and continue going to church and we would serve in different ministries. So what Faith would hear on the children's side, like teachers and stuff, or even children, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would hear from the worship team or the production team and they'll be like, wow, Faith brings you coffee? That, that's really nice. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's good to have a friend like that. And they're like, yeah, friend, whatever you say, man. I'm like, wow, you guys are <laughs> crazy. But no, yeah, um, Faith and I just have different tastes. Also, I'm, you know, I'm just, and Faith can attest to this, just especially because I guess it ties back into the trauma thing. I'm just so, love is a difficult thing for me, but I'm just not interested in anything with anyone. And I don't think there's a lot of people that can relate to that, but I can talk to Faith about it and she'll be like, we're going to find you a girlfriend. I'm like, that's not, you'd not listen to me. (laughs) 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 But um, I think, yeah, Faith and I just have that awesome uh, friendship where we can rely on each other, seek each other for advice, or uh, even just, um, just annoy each other. Being it platonic, and uh, I, I don't think it's even, it never really was a, uh, a thing that we had to worry about. It just naturally and organically stayed platonic. And uh, I just, I don't think a lot of people can, can understand that or relate to that. And it's nothing against them. It's just, it, the questions do get old, but it's like, you know, opposite sexes can be friends. You know that, right? Right. And I think it sounds to me like this was never an issue for y'all, but it does seem to be an issue that other people struggle with for you guys. Like they are very concerned about the state of your relationship and you guys have never really had an issue keeping your friendship, your friendship, which I think is really interesting. And I think is something that a lot of people, like you said, Aaron, like it's not anyone's fault. It's just something that I think a lot of people don't recognize as being a friendship because societally we're so conditioned to think like, oh, if two straight people of the opposite gender are hanging out, there must be a romantic undertone, which just isn't the case. Like I have plenty of friends who are men who there is no romantic undertone with them at all. And they're great friendships, but people seem to always like try to, you know, put it in a weird box, which is frustrating. And I imagine it would get very tiring. You mentioned Aaron, and I think Faith mentioned too, that you guys typically, like you guys are very close friends. You go to each other for advice. I'm wondering how does the closeness of your relationship impact romantic relationships that you have outside of your friendship? Does that ever become an issue? Like we said, a lot of people have trouble envisioning like a platonic male-female relationship. So has that ever been an issue when one of you or both of you have been in romantic relationships? I've never had an issue with it. I mean, no, I've only, I've never had an issue with it. The only time it's been an issue is when Faith's advice contradicts the advice of the significant other. But as far as like, if our significant others were out of town or whatever, and Faith and I told them that we were hanging out, I don't think either party would ever be concerned. My boyfriend's new and I told them from the get-go, like, yeah, I have a guy best friend. Like, I'm not talking about a girl named Aaron. I'm talking about a guy named Aaron and he is my brother and he is my family. I don't think anybody's really questioned it probably at first until they see us together. And then they realize we literally bicker like siblings. And that's kind of where that whole collision of me versus the girlfriends comes up is, you know, I'm going to give my 
best friends. I'm going to give my siblings my honest opinion. And I just haven't always agreed with the people he dated. Yeah, just it, that's really the only the only thing is like, otherwise, when I was in a relationship, they liked faith. Well, most of them liked faith. And they saw no issue with our friendship. They trusted me. They trusted her. Yeah, I think they just really need to see Faith and I in the same room. And then they and then they understand. But I don't think it's been much of an issue with significant others. That's awesome. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I think that that's really good and very, that's what you want. Okay, just moving into some really fun territory for this next question. What does conflict look like in y'all's friendship? And how do you work through conflict together? One of us just has to throw in the towel. (laughs) One of us just has to throw in the towel and say, hey, I did wrong. Because Faith and I have had some pretty bad ones. Some pretty bad. Every like three years, we'll get into a really big fight. I think every three years, right? Is the pattern? It's a pattern. Every three years, we'll get into a huge argument. You know, everyone else, then this is really where our friendship like t- affects other people because then other people see it. And it's like, uh, it's like the universe is in chaos. Like Aaron and Faith are not talking to each other. Like what? We hear it from close friends. We hear it from church friends. We hear it from family. Like there have been times where it's like, yeah, how are you guys talking yet? Uh, oh my gosh. Look, <laughs> Everything apparently is in chaos if Faith and I are not talking to each other. But we get through it. One of us, like like I said, one of us or both of us at the same time, one of us just has to throw in the towel and say, all right, look, I did do wrong. And then, you know, we have a heart to heart. We talk, we duke it out. And then it's like, all right, well, what time are we doing brunch tomorrow? Yeah, that's <laughs> typically how we resolve it. So if I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, it sounds like the pattern is that there's a conflict of some kind. And then that conflict is usually followed by, I say this as if I don't know, Um, there's a conflict of some kind. And then that conflict is usually followed by a period of not talking to one another. Yeah. And then during that period of time. There's a lot of time to reflect, I guess, on my end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm assuming one or both of you decides like, I need to reach out. And then there's a conversation and then things kind of go back to normal. Well, it's especially this last time. Yeah, we had we had a heart to heart and we knew that like it, we're really testing our, our, our friendship, our trust in each other. And it, and it is tough to get back on track. But, at, you know, within a couple of, of months, we start to realize like, yeah, this is like we had a we had a, a bad fight, a bad argument. But at the end of the day, I could still trust Faith. And I could still rely to her, uh, rely on her for advice or any kind of help. And the friendship is very it's it's a it's a very rare friendship. And I, the things that I talk to Faith about, I don't feel comfortable talking about with this friend or this friend or this friend. And so it's like, yeah. So we have a bad we had a bad fight. I did wrong. You did wrong. Let's throw all our all our cards on the table and resolve this because this is a friendship that's like one of a kind. I would agree. When I think back to a lot of the fights they do, it's it's interesting because you say like there's not conflicts when it comes to your relationships, <laughs> but all of our significant fights happen because of another female in your life. And that's something like in this last argument, I took a step back and was like, whoa, is it me almost like wanting the best for him, right? So it comes from a good place of, 
I don't believe there are many people in this entire world that are worthy of being Aaron's person because of how they treat him. And I know him and to his core. And so if I see someone who isn't treating him like, oh, this man is amazing, then they don't, in my opinion, deserve a place in his life. And that's where a lot of the conflict tends to happen. In this last one, I was like, you know what, just like with my siblings, I got to let them fail on their own. I got to let them figure out their messy relationships on their own. And the whole world doesn't stop turning if I don't give my opinion. And so sometimes I need to not give my opinion unless it's asked for. Would you guys say that you have similar conflict styles? What is it? What, what do you mean conflict styles? Do you guys feel like you have similar ways of handling conflict and that's why you're able to kind of work through these big arguments? Or are you kind of having to negotiate and like meet in the middle, even when you're trying to resolve an already present conflict? You go first this time. (laughs) I was just going to say, I think it's how we resolve conflict between each other is very specific to us. And I think that's probably with a lot of relationships because even like my romantic relationships, I want to take a minute, think about it, come back, but like never a long period of time where when we have one of our big blowouts, we could go months. I think the longest was almost a year where we didn't talk to each other at all. So our waiting period is way longer. And I think that's something unique just to me and Aaron. Would you agree with that? I think, yeah, definitely. The last argument that we had, I was was pretty upset and was just like, having conversations with with other friends and even with myself where I was like <laughs> I was like I'm right right I like I I didn't do anything wrong right and it always especially when I when I reached out to friends and told them about it they were always like I think you should maybe reach out and talk talk to her about it and I wouldn't and I would just come back home and just reel it back in and be like all right, I'm going to think about it some more and then and then shelve it. And then it would come back to me. And I it was just a rinse and repeat where it was like, I'm right, right? And they're like, so I think it was for me, it's like, I definitely need some time to think about it before I realize like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't me. <laughs> that was definitely, that was definitely uh, something that could have been avoided and could have been handled differently. And I'll, you know, I'll reach out and talk to. So my conflict style, yes, um, Faith is right. The time differentiates, but there's always time that's needed for it to, I guess, settle, not heal, but settle and then get your get my emotions in check and then finally reach out so we can work on healing it. Is your time apart similarly spent? No, because I very quickly, you know, uh, just the way that my mind works, I have already in a matter of a couple of minutes really like thought through everything and like tried to see it from his perspective. So in this last fight, I tried to resolve it quickly. And I tried to reach out and apologize and say, here are the things that I did wrong. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done these things. And I was not met with that. I think it's probably the first time I have even tried it in that way of let's quickly resolve this because I realized I did something not okay. But I have already like looked at it from all the other sides. And I think this is the first fight that we've had where I was like, you know what, like, this one isn't me, I apologize whether or not he takes that is on him. But 
I had already thought it from his side and a, a lot of other people got involved in this last fight, which I think caused a deeper hurt and a longer time for us to heal from it. But definitely I've, I pretty much already thought through all of it and thought like knowing Aaron, this is what he's thinking. And I know where he's coming from already. So I kind of already had it in my mind what he's thinking before he even comes back to me. I think that the really sweet, part of y'all's friendship is that even though there are these like times of tension that have varying spans of time where there's no communication and things like that, you guys all always end up like finding your way back to your friendship. What would you attribute that to? His family? Yeah. Yeah. Reliability. Like, like, you know, like I said, it's, it's uh, in our time apart, I can't find a person that I can rely certain information to, um, or or ask a, a, a particular opinion about. I have like I have like two groups of friends. I can tell this information to this group of friends and this information to this group of friends. But Faith can know all the information, and I know that she won't ridicule me too much, judge me, or she would even give you know. Especially work stuff, she would give me a, a professional opinion. It's, you know, it's it's a lot, it's a lot of stuff. Faith, if faith, I just trust a lot in faith. That's what it is. That's really what it is. At the end of the day, I realize, especially during those times apart, I realize like, you know, who who could help me out with this? Faith could. That's so sweet, y'all. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like totally going off book based like based on the questions that I told you I was going to ask but Mm -hmm. I just so Faith you keep referring to your friendships as family which I is something that I've always admired about you um, and also has created some really funny moments like for a long time people very close to Faith and I have thought that we were siblings because Faith Faith calls me her sister and she calls my mom mom and like calls my other sisters her sisters as well and so I guess I'm just curious about your views on friendship as family. And I think, Aaron, you also share this as well. Like you've you've made similar references throughout our time together today. What for you constitutes a friendship that becomes more like family? Or is that all friendships to you? What does that look like? Because I think that's a really sweet, beautiful thing. And it's something that I feel like I've also like learned from both of you. But I'm just curious about your thoughts on it. I, I want it to be all of my friendships. Like, I just want good people surrounding me, but I've definitely, with the help of therapy, um, have come to realize that not everybody is deserving of the type of friendship that I seek out, which is that family friendship. And it's all rooted in trust. So if somebody, if I share something in confidence with somebody, and then all of a sudden it comes back that they were sharing it with other people, nope. So I learned my lesson. I might keep you around but I'm keeping you at arm's length. And so I've definitely learned that not everybody is my secret holder and my people. And it's taken me getting burned a lot to learn that. But I think that's that's how I do friendships. And I know it's unique. So, But it really all stems down to trust. If I can't trust you, I don't want you in my circle. Yeah, like think, my core value is yeah, trust. Yeah, I think, I think, I think I, I'm pretty similar too. Cause like, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have many people that I call friends and that's not a, that's not a thing to like say like, Oh, that's so sad. It's like, no, I'm saying like, there's not a lot of people that I consider friends in the sense that like, if I needed help, like moving, moving in or, 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 or moving somewhere, um, there's only a few select people that I would, that I would ask to help because it's like, I'm not a very 
social person, and a lot of people know that, might even have to do with like my trust issues. Um, yeah, now that I'm, I'm, I'm starting to self-realize this just now. I do have a lot of trust issues, and what Faith said about trusting, it's it's pretty com, it's a pretty common, pretty um, pretty similar. I don't trust very easy, and so um, I just I don't have a lot of people that I trust. There are a lot of people that I hang out with and you know talk to and stuff, but I don't trust them with with some with some stuff. Yeah, I think both of you seem to like hold friendship as like something really, really valuable and precious. And so I see that in both in what both of you are saying about like only having like a few select friends who you like really trust or like considering friends to be family. Like that seems that like messages to me that you guys have like a deep value that you place on friendship. And I think that's really unique and also really like a a neat perspective to have. So the point of this podcast is twofold. One is to learn lessons from friendships and the other is to celebrate friendship because I think that it's really important and something that we don't do often enough. And so I'm curious to know, do you have a moment or a conversation or something that really sticks out to you about this friendship that you cherish or think is really important or special? Do you? I don't I'm trying to think of one. Um, cherish or really special. I mean, I can't really think of one. You know, I gave the story at the beginning of us being trauma bonded by that library experience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I think that actually like set the tone for our relationship too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because we knew yeah. like we're off limits from each other. So. Right. I think not that it ever. I don't think it ever would have turned into something romantic, at all. But I think Faith and I have um, have a lot of. um, Let me see here. A a a conversation or something. I can't think of a conversation or anything that really sums up our friendship. I think just us staying together for so long defines our friendship, because, like I said, we we also grew up doing church together for the past, what Northwest family. How long ago was that? Six years, seven years ago. So at least half of our, half of our friendship was, was spent doing church stuff together. And um, those moments alone really define our, our friendship being able to just as much as we don't trust people, uh, just being able for the two of us to love people uh, together and uh, help out in, in, in however way we can um, really, really defines our friendship. And I think that's, that's really why a lot of people always assume that we are an item. Can't really think of a, of a specific conversation. That's okay. You don't have to a, have one. Yeah. Like a, a lot of moments of us continually showing up for each other. Yeah. You know, hitting a deer at two in the morning <laughs> multiple times. In the same road. On the same road. You hit the same, <laughs> hold on, you hit the same deer multiple times. My, my, I don't know if you remember, I had a Honda Civic. I do remember that, yeah. I, had, I hit a deer once and they fixed the car up, insurance fixed the car up. And then I think f- three or four years later, I, I hit another deer on the same stretch of road. And this time the insurance was like, well, it's totaled now. So I called phase and like, Two times? Are you serious? 
I was envisioning that you like hit the deer and the deer, like you like, the deer you, like back. yeah, like the deer like came across the road the other way and you like hit it again. You're like, oh man, and you like, you know, and then the deer comes again and you're just like continually. <laughs> No, you know, out for this one deer. <laughs> but I think it's like the so when that happens, and I get a phone call and I show up for it, or someone <laughs> someone's brother falls into a lake at one in the morning, and, and so we are like deliriously driving um, yeah. in the middle of the night to make sure they're okay, or you know, when those bad breakups happen we've kind of talked to each other and like, I know from my side, the conversations have been, did you see that coming? Like, did I miss this completely? Yeah. And him being like, no, um, I mean, we all missed it for some of them. Other ones, it's him telling me the truth of a situation, which really helps too. Except for that one time. Which one time? <laughs> Wait, which one time? <laughs> Do you not tell me the truth? Oh, one time. Hold on. You're involved in this too, Mary. There was... um, Are we about to start a fight on this podcast right now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the heck you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about either. With your ex, your your mom asked, does Faith know? Yes. Oh. It was my job to tell Faith. Got engaged? Yes. Oh, Yeah. And and I I I called everyone and said, everyone hold your horses, don't tell Faith, I will tell Faith. And then slip of the mind. Slip of the mind. <laughs> In the one person right. the one thing I had to do was tell Faith and warn her. No. And I failed. <laughs> you know. Um yeah. Oh like gosh. even in even in that relationship where, you know, I didn't get a full story and you're like well, this is what I was told, um, like you giving me some more insight um, to like, let me know, like, hey, it's not a me thing. Like it wasn't on me why that relationship ended. You know, I think that that put for me, it gave me a lot of trust in you that you're not going to just let me get hurt and not know why, you know, you give perspective. Yeah. I like that. All right. This, I think, is our last question. Unless y'all say something real controversial, and then I have to ask you some more questions. What do you admire most about each other? We won't make eye contact for this whole question. Oh, we won't? <laughs> oh, you are just saying okay. um, Yeah, because I think we'll just cry. Well, okay, I'll cry. You will. <laughs> you will. <laughs> I'll just cringe and roll my eyes in a loving way. <laughs> the question is who's gonna go first rock paper scissors for it um i mean i'll go first it's fine um what do i admire most about faith i think what i admire most about faith is that we are we are two peas in a pod platonically because i say that because every time i have this thought i some there have been times where i'll be like i'll go to faith and say um Hey, this is my issue. This is the problem. And then Faith will like finish the sentence and be like, and you, and this is the resolution. I was like, okay, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I just needed someone to, you know, back me up and and make me realize that I'm making the right decision. 
And so, or there's times when faith is, uh, is like, no, that is stupid. And you should do this instead. I'm like, and that's why I go to you. Cause I, <laughs> faith just seems to know what is, like she said, what is probably best for me or just seems to have a, a, a solution to a lot of the problems that I always have a question about. I guess that just rounds it out to just trusting faith because I suck at decision-making. I suck at decision-making. I suck at making choices. And I guess Faith and I are going to be friends for a very long time because I will be 60 years old and be like, Faith, which retirement home should I choose? Because (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing that I admire about Aaron the most is that he, it's kind of like twofold because I, I think good friendships help you hold a mirror too. So like he's helped me learn more about myself and how I define my relationships and help me build good boundaries. He was like my kind of unhealthy codependent friend because like we, I easily hid behind our friendship when I didn't want to date people where like we would go out to a bar and people would think that we were together. So I didn't have to meet other people. Right. And I didn't have to get pushed out of my shell. So he's helped me learn a lot about myself and my values and my boundaries. But then just about him specifically, he never stops learning, never stops growing, is very intentional in his things. Like he's not the guy that will get you the flowers just to get you the flowers. He's going to know that your favorite flowers are pink and yellow roses. And he's going to show up at your house with them. Not for me. Um, but you know, he, he learns specific things about people and then shows up in that way for them. And so he's taught me a lot about how to be intentional with my relationships. This is why I think like (laughs) no one is worthy of Aaron Avila because he is the best person I know. And he will definitely one day be an amazing dad. I'm so excited for that with a little I feel like this is an advertisement now. Stop. <laughs> no, it's not an advertisement, but please you know. send your applications to date Erin to Faith. She'll approve that for you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, really, he never stops learning and growing and wanting to be a better person. And even in these past like couple of years during the pandemic, like the way he has taken on social justice. And has not only just clung on to whatever is the going topic, he takes the time to learn and invest inside of it um, so that he can be a mouthpiece for others. And that's super important. Uh, Not important, super special about him. And very unique because he doesn't, not everybody does that in the way that he does. That's what I got. Guys. (laughs) <laughs> this is so sweet. I love this so much. Thank you guys so much for being willing to share about your friendship, for taking the time to come on this podcast. I really appreciate it. And um, we end every episode with um, you guys choosing a song to sing together. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> I was about to be like, oh, I'm having internet issues, breaking up. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But I love you guys. I'm thankful for your friendship and for the example that it is to me and for both of you as individuals. And yeah, thanks for doing the podcast. 
Aaron and Faith are such uh, wonderful people, have been a part of my life for a very long time, and I'm very thankful to them for letting me speak with them about their friendship. I think that their friendship is something that I've always really admired and has a lot of really beautiful qualities to it. And so I'm glad that we got to hear them speak on their friendship today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you enjoyed what you heard, please feel free to continue to listen or provide feedback. I am really thankful to all of you for engaging with me in this project. And if you are interested in learning more, please feel free to check out this show's Instagram page. The handle is what's a podcast between friends with no spaces and no apostrophe. We are out here being grammatically incorrect on Instagram. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye friends.